Live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live brunch. Live brunch. Welcome to live brunch, welcome, not welcome. live lunch, which is a new thing. Yeah, we're doing it, brunch. It's, it's very different. Before 12 o'clock. Yeah, and we have um, we have some pastries. We do, we do, got great. a coffee. Help yourself. Yeah. Can I just say, great intro. Great yeah? intro. M Megan, who is hosting today, her handiwork, absolutely brilliant, well done. Oh, thank you very much. I had, um, had a bit of fun doing that. There's yeah. only one moment that people have said, like, well, Johan said live brunch, and I was like, I'm going to make the most of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, um, well, welcome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Well done on the preach. It was very, very good. Good, good. That's yeah. what we're here to say. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have Christine as well. Mm -hmm. Christine has so helped shape uh, this series, and so it's great to sort of carry on the conversation and unpack uh, yeah, each week as well. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, yeah, could you give us, I know you've literally only just delivered it, but could you give us a quick um, overview of what you were talking about today? Yeah, can do. Yeah. So with, we've got to in the story is like God's plan of action, of change and transformation is starting. Like he, he dramatically appears to Moses in the sort of very famous passage of the burning bush. And so... Moses struggles with it because Moses is living in obscurity. So this message is all about the fact that God wants to take us forward, but sometimes to do that, we have to take a step back and face the things that are going to stop us moving forward with God. And sometimes they're shame, sometimes that's sin. And that's what it was for Moses. He had failed, he'd messed up, and actually he'd believed that he was a failure. And so even when God turns up, he's like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't follow God's plan. And so God wants to do that heart work to bring healing and bring transformation and, uh, and, and take him forward. So as, as ever, we, we, uh, I sort of set some uh, questions for us to think about. So I'll, I'll just um, go for those as well. I guess the, the question in groups and maybe the conversation for you to have with friends really is like firstly, Moses found himself in a situation where he's out of his comfort zone. Like God was sending him to do something crazy. Sometimes we get that. Sometimes, what's, what's your experience in life? You feel very unqualified for something to do. Maybe that's a good place to start your conversation. But really, when we get into it, the, the kind of the central point of what I was saying was about the sort of truth and lies, that we believe lies that become false identities about ourselves. For Moses, it was, it was a failure. And he struggles to believe God and trust God and trust God's plan. And so that second question is really about, you know, uh, what lies are we most prone to believe about ourselves? Maybe it's things that people have said in the past, or maybe we just said it to ourselves. I'm rubbish. I can't do this. I'm nobody. That sort of thing. And what is that? What is that for you? And then thirdly, with this heart stuff, um, it, it does go deep. And so for all of us, um, we believe at this church here at Manual that change happens in community. So we need others around us. And so I guess it's putting that question out. What's that for you? Who uh, Do you have friends that you're walking with this through? Who are you speaking to? Uh, what does it look like for you uh, to sort of honestly journey uh, with others 
Um, yeah, so that, that's, the, that's the questions we think about this week. That's really, really good, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, if you do have any questions that you want um, to grill Matt with, or Christine, um, then put them in the Instagram chat um, or the YouTube chat, and hopefully they can unpack these. But yeah, thanks so much for that. I've really been enjoying my small group this term. It's been great. Brilliant. Um, I have some questions for you. So you were talking about this whole um, truth versus lies dynamic. Um, do you have any examples of what that might look like uh, for people um, yeah, when, they live, when they're living according to these lies? Like, how, how can that shape them? Yeah, I think it happens all the time in subtle ways. I'm, I'm not immune to it myself. And just um, I think it comes out in, in the decisions that we make. And, and I guess like how we respond to situations as well, whether we're maybe sort of risk averse or we try to, um, you know, we find it difficult to trust people because we think I can't do that, especially if something that we've we've maybe failed at, at the pa in the past or something that's mm -hmm. gone badly. Um, we can believe things like, just, well, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just rubbish. Or I think a common one that I've come across is people just feel forgotten by God. And that's not just an idea in the head. That's something, well, I am forgotten. And then, then the behavior comes from that. Like, well, if God has forgotten about me, well, I just have to take matters into my own hands now and just start not following, not following God, not following God's word. Because because what they believe is like well God has forgotten me and so I have to make my own, my own way. Christina, I don't know if you got. Yeah, I, th I think an example in my own life would be that when I was young, I I just didn't feel I matched up somehow, and I I didn't feel good enough. And um, you probably wouldn't have seen that if you looked at me because yeah. um, I could be I can project quite a confident personality. But inside, if ever I was asked to do something or, for example, just doing stuff at school, it had to be excellent. It had to be the best. And it was kind of a getting into what we would call a performance mentality where we're doing stuff not for any good reason other than I want to feel good or I want others to tell me I'm good, you know, and to get affirmation in that way. And, of course, what I was missing out on was the fact that God loves me and I don't need that affirmation from others. The mm. only one I need affirmation from is God. Mm. But mm. actually, it's easy to say that, but actually some of these things are set down when we're quite young, yeah. aren't they? And they're very unconscious. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a word like this or something to make us realise, oh, mm. I do that. Yeah. It's not yeah. that we're yeah. always conscious yeah. of them because mm. I think they can be quite long-standing. Yeah. Mm. And that's why we need to do that bit of digging and going back perhaps to something that happened that made us think in a certain way, yeah. something which, like that. Which is exactly kind of what we kind of journey through with people in, in, the, in the Thrive Story that we're talking yes. about, in this group context, this Thrive Story, um, because it's not just about hearing what people have been through. We, we hear, we listen, we accept people, we don't judge. But the, more, the important question is, so how has that impacted you now? Yeah. And what have you interpreted from that? It's that thing that's happened or the thing that you've gone through or you've had mm -hmm. to endure what have you said about yourself what of resolutions have you made how does that come out in your behavior now uh, whether it's not trusting people or whether it's just having this mentality that things mm -hmm. you know think this has gone wrong this has gone wrong this has gone wrong so in my life things just go wrong 
And you can live under that. They're just expecting things to go wrong. And it's almost like you look for confirmation of that. When things go wrong again, you say, oh, that's it. You know, that proves to me that this is what my life is like. And right. this whole thing is about, no, actually, that's not your story of your life because Jesus is in your life mm-hmm. and he's writing a different story. But we operate in that old mentality. And so with those things that we experience, it's not just about, it's important to look honestly about what's happened. But the more important thing is, okay, how has that impacted you? The, the sort of why questions, you know, how is it playing out? Why do you do what you do now? Why do you behave like you behave? Why do you think like you think? And connecting it back to these things and thinking, actually, no, that's, that's not true. Okay, that might have happened, but that doesn't mean you're a failure. That doesn't mean that you'd be defined by that event or mistake or that sort of thing. And so that's why we sort of unpack and journey through with people on that. I I think it can be helpful to think in terms of the things that we say repeatedly. Mm. So often we either say things like, negative things like, I'm not, or this never, it never happens, or it always, this is what always happens when I'm in a Mm. relationship. So those kind of statements are the things that can give us clues to those things that are underneath. Mm. It's so hard when you're in that like headspace, it's hard to take yourself out of it, but... I'm just so thankful that we have a God that like counteracts all those yes. lies and um, says, you know, said those, says those permanent, you are chosen. Those, yeah, those truths, it's good to live in that. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, right, well, um, just checking if you have any questions. I'm going to, I've got some more, so I'm going to go into these ones. So um, you spoke about God's plans for us, not just being coping, yeah. but um, but flourishing. Yeah, so great. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, many people think that following God can be quite restrictive um, and not very life-giving. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us more about what you mean for uh, living a flourishing life? Yeah, I, th- I think we often we live in a society and, and cultures that very put a high premium on freedom. Like freedom is something that is really, we want to be free, free to make our own decisions, free to determine our own destiny. Um, and so the sort of um, Christianity is seen as the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Christianity is about an ancient book that tells you all the things that you can't do and a God that doesn't want you to have any fun. And it's often seen in, in that way. And part of that is because, yeah, there is instruction in the Bible. God says this is the way to live. This is, this is, this is a godly life. And, that, and you can point to a place in the Bible that does challenge behavior. Because what, uh, but the reason for that is because there's a, there's a, there's freedom to what God wants to provide is us freed as freedom to not just you know freedom from things that He's, and and I think what's often presented as freedoms to us, you're free to do whatever you want, can quickly become a burden, you know, and I think many people experience that, particularly young people who have been promised things like this more than anyone else. It's like you can do whatever you want, and yet especially with young people the level of anxiety in our city and our culture is going through the roof because that is a burden there you can be free you can be free free, free, free. Mm-hmm. but what does that actually mean to be free actually the the idea of freedom has become a burden because i've got so many options it's down to me i feel like the, the pressure of that and so i may can be do whatever i want but it doesn't give me what i thought it w- would give me but Christ comes and says, no, there's a, different, there's a different way to live. And yes, it is God's way. Yes, there is, there is a right and wrong. But actually the things that we 
we want most of all, which is the sense of safety, sense of self, self, sense of security in who we are, this identity stuff that Jesus Christ provides. That gives us a platform to really be be free and be confident in who we are. And that's why I talked about the message about like, um, living living a life without fear, without fear of other people. You, the, only, the only way I know to do that is to be so secure in what God says about you that His opinion matters the most. And when when you have that in Christ Jesus, then other people's opinions don't matter. And so it's so that can be so restricting. I, I'm free, but everyone else is watching. So how do I live my life? But actually, when you just actually now those big questions: Who am I? What am I here to do? Jesus answers those. And he gives us a foundation to think that actually, no, I can pursue things. I can take risks in life, knowing that God is going to be there to, you know, when even things go wrong, God's going to be there. He says, love is for me. I'm secure in him. I can go down a wrong path or go down a path that didn't end up where I want and just turn around and go go another path but god is god is with me in that mm. um, and i think that is that that is for me that is freedom mm-hmm. that is freedom that i can fail but still be loved and cherished and know who i am that is that's gospel freedom yeah. and that have you got any deeper. examples that you've experienced well i i think it, that this is like massively affected my own life i mean my my own story is one of growing up with anxiety and and through my childhood through my teenage through being you know into into adulthood being anxious being so afraid and not in a very unspecific way okay. <laughs> um but actually actually giving my life to god and saying jesus i'm going to follow you mm. again this just answered those questions like who am i what am i here to do am mm. i loved am i accepted and anxiety now hasn't been a feature of my okay there's occasions that i get nervous about stuff but just not in the same spectrum at all of, of what it was like before because you know i didn't have that foundation mm. yeah it's good yeah. Do you want to add anything? No, no I don't think. Well, <laughs> I, I guess it's really good to think about flourishing in terms of God being with us in everything, mm. in everything. No compartments. I think sometimes we compartmentalize our lives yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, our work's really difficult and I'm not going to flourish there or something like that. But I think that having this notion that God wants us to flourish in and through difficulty as well. It's not just mm. that everything's going to be rosy mm-hmm. and it's not that. Um, there aren't going to be parts of our life that might be more difficult than mm. others, but it's that God is with us in it mm. and he loves us. And uh, just to remember truth like God gives us everything we need mm-hmm. for life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and godliness. I think we often think about the godliness bit of that. He gives us everything we need for life. That's really flourishing, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Really freeing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so good. And I think, as, I think as well, even just thinking of, um, you know, people in our church and and the impact of you know i was saying this this thrive story group so often when you hear people's stories of what they've had to face it kind of makes it makes a sense <laughs> you know when you hear oh you know i've seen you in church and i've seen that you're you know maybe on the fringe or you, you found it difficult to find your way in church but then when I hear your story, it's like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I understand now because there are things that have happened and things in the past that have held you back. But, but the amazing thing is when people come to terms with that and start to experience this, 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 this heart transformation, this freedom that God brings, they become released to do the things that God has made them to do. 
And often that's, you know, to, to lead things, to just be more engaged in their family. Um, you know, just, just very, you know, things like, you know, being, being a father or a mother. And they just have a new level of confidence to just be engaged in that. Because, now, no, okay, this is God's called me to this. And I don't, I'm not a father or mother like that person or that person. Because we, without God doing that work, often that's how we um, sort of uh, look at ourselves. Okay, Am I, I'm doing this and we just compare to other people. But actually when, we, when Jesus has free, freed us of that, mm. freed us of that comparison, freed us of that shame, we're free to be ourselves. And I think that is... Um, you know, part of the gospel that it it frees us up to be the people and be unique. I don't have to be like someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think, what does a good Christian look like? Oh, a good Christian does that, that, that. No, God has made us.